Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this time is the uh, not-so-on-time Jacob Terrell. Uh, Jacob, you are uh, you're here, and we're glad that you're here. Earl, Earl is not with us this evening. Uh, it looks like you've got a new background you were teasing over on social media today. Do have a little bit of a new background. I got a new shirt on, so I've got most of the scarves that I have up on the wall behind me. I've got, uh, I think I have one that I was going to put up but couldn't find at the time, and I have since found it, so it might change a little bit more by the next week. But yeah, I went, took the posters down, uh, went with something a little different, a little got some old school up there. I got you know, year one up here, I got. Cardiff with Brucey's signature over here from year one. I got the inaugural curse scarf from year one, but then I got some new stuff here. I got the meow wolf ones from last year. I got the black and yellow army from last year, the uh, season ticket holder scarf from last year. So yeah, just uh, wanted to change it up. Didn't know what it was going to look like until I started putting it together and ended up with just the scarves. And I think it looks good. So we're going to roll with it. I was going to ask, did Allie make you take down the posters? No. No? Okay. No, I mean, it, I'm at the same wall, so um doesn't matter. She she liked most of the posters anyways. The the Phoenix one, uh, which is... Uh, the cactus heads. Uh, she didn't care for that one. But <laughs> other than that, she didn't mind them, so, so decided to to roll with the roll with the scarves just just for a change for the new season basically all right all right fair enough fair enough um i see yeah. some, something hanging you change the angle at least so we get, i did so those, those were always hanging there right but we, you change yeah. the angle so we get a little bit different look at them that's good yeah so i'm trying to look something a little different with the camera since i do have the two, the dual screen set up like i wanted to i realized that when i had it before when the camera was right here that i was constantly looking like it looked like i was like looking up you know, mm. and I wasn't, so I was looking down, it looked like I'm looking at you guys. So now I'm trying to like, I've got the screen here. I can look directly at the camera, talk to the folks there, or I can look at here and it just be slightly off, you know, mm. and look like I'm actually looking at you and, and whoever else is with us. So just trying something a little different, you know, nice. uh, I, I liked the way it looked last week. And so I think I'm going to keep doing it. So I, I didn't, I honestly, with everything going on last week, I did not realize it. Cause I was looking at my phone, which was a screen that was like, your box was like <laughs> maybe this big. So, uh, so yeah, I like the, like the new look there. Speaking of last week, if you missed last week's episode, we got the chance to talk to head coach and technical director, Zach Prince. Uh, coach Prince joined us last week for the full hour of the show, hit on a whole bunch of different topics, uh, talking about roster changes, expectations for this season and a whole bunch of other things. So if you haven't checked that out already, I know a bunch of you already have, we had, ton of listens to the podcast last week across uh every different platform and multiple episodes so like you guys killing it i think i was looking at the at the the data earlier we had over 600 total listens to put to the podcast last week wow yeah so i I was across multiple episodes uh so i don't know what you guys are listening to but thank you (laughs) absolutely fantastic week for us uh analytics wise uh appreciate you guys so much um I also realized last week that we finally 
I don't know if you remember this, Jacob, but we were getting referral credit for quite a while. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so we have been getting referral credit. That finally ran out this month. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it finally ran out at the beginning of the month, and I didn't realize it, and that's on me. Um, so we actually lost the – so we ran out of referral credit, uh, and the price went up because it kept trying to bill my card, which is an old bank card. <laughs> so it actually canceled our subscription and reduced us to 10 episodes, the 10 most recent episodes. And so everything got got thrown back up once I paid for it, and our price went up, which I which I was a little bit bummed about because we've been using uh, Pinecast for a couple years now, and uh, you know, but hey, we're everything is up, it's running, every single episode is live once again across every single or at least all the major podcast carriers. Robert over in the chat, appreciate you joining us. So, um, yeah, so guys, if you see that, if you're interested in making podcast making a podcast, we use uh, Pinecast for our host fantastic service we have i do have two two different shows jacob and i do, do another one which we haven't done in quite a while called dad ventures we also have this one um basically unlimited from basically unlimited episodes unlimited data up and down every month so uh yeah it's great we have there is a referral link that gets posted in every episode description so if you're interested in doing a podcast go i just high, I highly suggest using pinecast really great service we uh, i do enjoy using them so uh, check that out. But yeah, no, everything was great. Like last week's show was absolutely fantastic. Again, go check that out if you haven't. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Obviously, Earl's not with us, uh, which is disappointing because WrestleMania is this week. Ooh. WrestleMania is Saturday and Earl's not here. I feel like a WrestleMania pod needs to happen then. We we just might. Depending on what what Earl's schedule is the rest of the week, we might be able to make that happen. Um, my week has been tremendously busy. I've got you know gaffle full uh, first full week of the season is this week, so extended practices, um, a lot of different things going on. New part time job uh, picking up as well. Um, so yeah, staying awfully awfully busy. I mean, you do live on Central, so. That we all know. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. That is true. I do live on Central, so um, and that's well, a, I probably shouldn't have said that on the podcast. No, it's probably as specific I mean, as I'm going to get. So Central's um, a big place. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, we haven't announced it. And I, I told you guys, uh, but I am going to. I did pick up a position part time with ESPN Radio One One Seven, the team here in town. I'll be doing a bit more content for them, uh, a little bit more involved at the radio station. So. Uh, a lot of good things happening there. Podcast is not going away. We're not going away from that. Um, so yeah, just a lot of things going on. But if Earl, yeah, if Earl can find the time, I'll we'll do a WrestleMania cast at some point later this week. So uh, big, big week for Earl. Uh, obviously, the two night event is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday evening. If you haven't been uh, up to speed on that, um, knowing, knowing where Earl at is at in his personal life and how. F- he is somewhat disappeared from the show at times. I, especially wrestling wise. Um, yeah. Every time there's a main wrestling event, I text him about it and he's like, well, I'm not even watching. Yes. It's like, so, yeah. That's what's been going on the past couple of months for the premium live so events. My bet is he doesn't even, he probably doesn't even remember it's WrestleMania. He's like, ah, oh, he yeah, might not. Doing? He might oh, not at this point, you know, uh, with, without, yeah, he said everything that he's got going on. So, um, Earl, you know, Earl, you know we we kid, uh, we do we do miss you here on the show. Uh, you were here last week, great addition, and uh, a lot of good discussion. So yeah, hopefully Earl gets back to a, a regular schedule here before too long, at least before you ship out. So yeah, 
<laughs> if you guys are both gone, I mean, I, I might have to bring on, you know, someone else. So, well, the plan was to do that anyways, for at least a little bit. So yeah, yeah well, <clears throat> I think that's enough housekeeping. Uh, yes, that is. Yeah. There, there's a, been a lot of news, not all of it. Great. There's been some interest, some good news, some bad news. Uh, Jake, we talked about the new threads. You got the new kit. Uh, let's just jump right into this. Like over the weekend, the black and yellow bash happened over at electric playhouse. You were obviously in attendance. Uh, you, you sent, uh, sent us a video of some things. So, I mean, talk to us about the black and yellow bash. You've obviously been to it before. I had not um, actually. Oh, you hadn't. Okay. I thought no, you had. That was okay. my first time. Um, yeah, it was a great event. I mean, electric playhouse, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Electric Playhouse. Uh, for those, I of love you, that place. For those of you that haven't, it's kind of a interactive. It's like not quite Meow Wolf, but mm-hmm. still pretty fun. It's more digital. Yeah, more more technology yeah. driven, uh, but it has a lot of different screens and a lot of interactive things you can do on said screens. They have a soccer pitch. Or I at was going to ask you about it. Did the, the kids? Did the kids like that? Uh, we didn't take the kids. Oh, okay. We we had a date night. Uh, had had a mother in law watch the kids. We actually stayed in Albuquerque um, with the baby coming next month. We needed one more night away, uh, just the two of us to kind of relax and 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 recharge. So so we just we dropped the kids off. We went up there. Um, it's it's a ton of a ton of United fans in one place. Uh, mm-hmm which other than the games, you're not going to get that. And, and these are like the diehards. These are the season, season ticket holders and the, the guys that have been there from, I mean, I've saw so many faces that I recognized from, from day one, basically from match day one back in 2019. So um, yeah, we got there, we walked around. Uh, I ran into a couple of the players, uh, had a small conversation with Chris Hurst, not Chris Hurst, sorry, Greg Hurst. Uh, got my Hursties mixed up there. Uh, Greg Hurst, um, uh, just briefly, he, he seemed like a, a real genuine dude. Um, wanted to talk longer, but he got pulled away. So, uh, and then I had a, I had a, my own small Dad Ventures podcast episode with Coach because um, mm-hmm. I, we just, we, the timing was just right. He was coming one way, we were going the other way. Nobody else was around us, so me and Allie stopped and talked to him for almost five minutes. I mean, had a great conversation about kids and family life and and the season ahead a little bit and and then uh and then stuff started um they they brought uh the captains up um coach said a few words they brought the captains up uh then pete got on the mic and mentioned hey isn't this a jersey reveal and uh, about that time the players left and this video played Community that represents rich history, unique art, and vibrant landscapes that define the essence of natural beauty. But we are more than a pretty face. We're a community of creators that's driven by strength, by grit, and by the natural toughness that's only found in the high deserts of the land of enchantment. We know hard work, and we know hard play. We know the best things in life come from passion, from drive, adventure, and tradition. 
We celebrate the good times. We eat, we drink, we dance. And we know how beautiful it is to unite and reverse. We celebrate the past while we boldly push our town, our state, and our people to never see before heights. So if you find yourself tucked in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains, in the intersection of history and tomorrow, stop by and see it for yourself. The majesty, the magic, and the marvel of the towns. Yeah, another fantastic kit reveal from the creative team over at New Mexico United. I mean, you know what? I, and I said something in our chat the other night. I think I put it over in, uh, over on social media. I said, now this is how you do a kit reveal compared to some of the others we've seen. Yeah, I don't know who you're taking shots at there, but... Um... <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we just... we. It's, it's just incredible the amount of attention to detail and uh community work that this team does in every aspect and then you have uh yeah exactly thank you tom um and then you have just the awesome kid sponsors that we have i mean we crane shares might be like the only dud that we've ever had and that wasn't like i think it's just because no one knew crane share yeah and that was just like year one they didn't know they didn't know what they could do with it. And I think that was just like the deal that was, was struck right then and there. And, and then they quickly realized, Oh, Hey, we can do a bunch of different other things. So we've got, you know, the New Mexico true. Uh, We had electric playhouse. We have meow wolf, obviously. And now visit Taos. And you you just, I mean, it is just awesome to watch uh, what they do with these kit reveal videos. And, and uh, when Phoenix's came out, I showed my wife, um and she she saw it and was like okay and then i showed her basically all of ours and how different they were and and how much better they were and it was just like night and day compared to what some of these other teams are doing and i i I will i will go out to say i will go out on a limb and say that we kind of kicked off what kit reveals are now like I don't, this year we saw like Louisville and um, who was the other decent one? Indy. Indy had a decent one. I mean, there's been a ton of them. And, and until, until we kind of kicked it off in year one, basically with Meow Wolf and stuff like that, um, nobody else seemed to be doing that. And now you get some. They're still not perfect. I think we still are the best. Yeah, Charleston. Charleston's was really good. Thank you, Tom. I guess that's a good shout because Charleston was probably the best one of the year other than ours. Uh, and I actually might say it was the best one of the year. I loved ours. And I understand that Visit Taos is the sponsor. It is essentially a tourist video for Taos. It's just an awesome one. Um, and, but, but Charleston's was really good. Uh, and then you have teams like Phoenix that are seeing what everybody else is doing and they try to do it and they just 
they just can't. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, poor, poor souls over there. But yeah, uh, the kits are fantastic. Obviously, I bought one. I'm wearing one. Uh, the turquoise is just it, it's it pops. It does. At first, I was like, is that really much different than the Electric Playhouse one? But I have an Electric Playhouse one, and I compared it, and it is drastically different. The mint, the the Playhouse one is basically mint, and it's more green than blue. So this just, I mean, it really, really looks nice. The the lines on it are just they're just it's just great it's a great kit uh to have this as our third kit to go with our our black and yellow kits from last year i mean it's it's got to be the three best kits uh in the league as far as i'm concerned as a package um and yeah i just i I think we knocked it out of the park yet again so then after the kit reveal um they brought every player up uh that is on the roster card which i seem to have forgot in the bedroom, uh, but it has a little roster card and then they set up tables so that everybody, after they brought everybody up on stage and announced them, um, then they brought, after that was done, they took them and split them up between two tables, had them in there and you could get in line, go down the row, get one of those roster cards. They would sign the roster card for you um, and keep on going. And so I went through, I talked to uh, Weehan about his new baby. You talked to Suggs about hunting. I talked to, uh bruce about the podcast that he was on you know back in the off season and how that do you realize that was this off season that feels so freaking long ago mm-hmm. like, it feels like years ago and it was just this off season he said he wanted to come back on if we'd have him so um got to do all that got to meet uh uh the new players you know um timothy and and uh sosa and Kelowna and and then um, it uh, there were two small leaks. Um, one one was they announced the roster, and as they're announcing the roster, they get to number two, and uh, they say a name that I did not recognize um, as far as being on the active roster. So uh, uh, I'm not even going to try to announce, pronounce his second, his last name. I'm sure Seth <laughs> has that on lock, but uh, a gentleman by the name of Milo or Milo, I don't know, I butcher the first name too. Uh, I was supposed to verify all this stuff and didn't get a chance to, but because um, just so you know, when I hopped on the computer, we had just walked in the door. <laughs> so I didn't get to prep as much as I usually do, but um, they announced I, him. I believe it's Garvanian. Yeah, sounds about right. And uh, which we have since learned that it is not fully official. Um, he has not, the, the the move has not been approved by the league. Um, I think they're probably pretty confident that it will, seeing as they announced him and he has a number and everything. But uh, so yeah, there was that. Yeah, so um, speaking of, uh, of of Milo, this is again completely out of the blue. Like we we suspected a fourth a fourth signing was coming. Uh, we didn't have we didn't have a name. We didn't know he, he was with us in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had had conversations about him with uh, some people at a pre at the preseason match in a media day, and uh, he looked really good and had been playing really well. Uh, but nothing was imminent. Didn't know if it was going to happen or not. So. Um, he, he's not coming in out of nowhere. He's been with the team basically the whole off season. Uh, so there's not going to be like a learning curve or anything like that, but yeah, just kind of 
kind of a last minute, last second uh, type of deal that, as far as we can tell. Milo is actually a uh, Albuquerque native. He is, he did go to, I believe, Sandia Prep. Uh, I believe is where he went. Went to college at UNC. Uh, so he played four years for the Tar Heels over there. He also played last season for South Georgia Tormenta FC2. And he was drafted in during the 2022, uh, I'm sorry, 2023, 2023, or no, 2022 MLS super draft by uh, CF Montreal. So uh, as far as we can tell, he never actually signed with Montreal. Um, and of course, you know, with uh, Tormenta FC2 being USL League 2, it is a, an amateur or a semi-pro uh, thing that a lot of uh, you know, collegiate athletes go in and play. So yeah, I believe this will be will be in, in fact his uh, first professional contract. So uh, again, this is of course still pending league and federation approval. Um, so we're expecting this to be named him to be named officially uh, any day now. So uh, be on the lookout for him. He has a defensive mid, as far as I can tell. He, he's listed differently in different websites. So uh, he does play more of a defensive mid position. But he can get forward, get some goals in. He did, I believe he had four goals and three assists in his senior season, or his fifth year, I should say, with UNC. So, uh, I, I, I believe I saw somewhere that he had played for the Soul uh, as well. I'll have to look up look, briefly, look but uh, but I think I had seen that on Twitter that somebody had said uh, a Soul sighting um, at the Black and Yellow Bash. So, but but he was there. He was you know signing autographs. Um, you know, all the all the young guys were there. I talked to Alex uh, Wagner for a minute, um, asked him how he was handling the fame. Uh, he said it was very weird, uh, but he did enjoy it. Um, Michael Wiparlo on Twitter after it uh, said, sh- called out the fans and said that they were amazing. Uh, and then, <coughs> of course, everybody uh, replied to that with, uh, wait till you see us at the pit or at the lab. Um, and so... And several people said it's different here, uh, and and he said it truly is. So, so I think the the black and yellow bash was really good for the for the younger guys and these trialists that came in um, to really get to know the fans and get to meet them and talk to them, and and we had a really good time with that. Uh, and then after after they announced the team, before they split them up to do autographs, uh, Peter got back on the mic. Um, David, I don't want you to get PTSD. So if you're watching this, uh, you might, might want to. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, if you haven't seen the video elsewhere, it it did get posted on the New Mexico United subreddit. Did it? Uh, Yeah. It it got posted on the New Mexico United subreddit. I couldn't exactly tell you how it got there. Um, But yeah, this video was posted over there. And, uh, you know, David, you, you mentioned David had some PTSD potentially from, from this. So a big announcement, the big leak, Pete leak, I should say. So, so I'm going to, he, he gets on the mic and he's talking. Um, he mentions before he even starts this conversation about what we're about to talk about. He says, and I'm almost quoting verbatim. He says at the risk of another Pete leaks, and then he starts this conversation. And if I'm David Carl, I've got his mic mute button ready. <laughs> right? I'm like, no, man, I'm he's just hovering. And, and so he comes up and he and it's pretty harmless at first. He 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 of course talks about what every United fan has been wondering about 
uh, since last November when the bill got denied for for a bond here. Uh, and he says, hey, we we secured the funding. You'll be hearing about a, uh, a plans for a stadium in the next 30 days or so. Um, we went out. We did it. Uh, we didn't didn't have to use uh, the bond uh, or anything like that. We we've got it covered. We're going to do it. And uh, and then he basically is done. And and then I don't know who it was, but somebody from the fans, some one of the fans, of course, goes, well, where is it at? And uh, and and uh, and Pete goes, you know, I can't tell you that. You know, I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you that. And then he says. And, and I it was kind of hard for me to hear. I couldn't quite hear it. I think he actually somebody might have muted the mic because it does like start off loud and then gets quieter as he finishes this sentence. But uh, he basically says, I will tell you that it rhymes with. I believe the words were Lagoon Siesta Lark. Uh, I believe were the words that he used. Um, I, I couldn't. I can't. I, any ideas where that could be? I, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, rhymes with. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, especially if you're not familiar with the with the Albuquerque area, you might not. You know, it's hard to figure out. You know, Lagoon Siesta Mark. So you know. Yeah, Lagoon. I don't. I don't know. But. Uh, yeah, so of course that led to a ton of speculation. Um, we, I, I, I spent probably close to an hour looking at the map, uh, trying to figure out where it was going to go, would go, could go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and and we'll just have to see exactly where it's going to go. But it's to my surprise, it's not going to be Mesa del Sol. Mm-hmm. Um, I was is, very surprised by that, which is what I really, really thought it was going to be. But hey, that's uh, that's okay. Um, I'm okay with that. As, as somebody who's driving two and a half hours to go to the matches, anyways, uh, whether I go south or north, I don't really care. So, um, so yeah, it just kind of dropped a bomb on us there. Uh, I know I can't imagine uh, people that didn't want that to get out yet were very happy about it, but. Uh, Alas, we're here. We, we as media, quote unquote, um, had to had to kind of talk about it. Had to bring it up. It's it's exciting. It's new. It's it's. I mean, it, that alone was almost the worth the price of admission to be there for that. Oh yeah. Um, and and so yeah. Uh, yeah, this is something that everyone has been clamoring for for the past several years. You know, stadium, stadium, stadium. Where is the stadium going to be? We've asked Pete on on a number of occasions. You know, when are we going to hear something about a stadium? You know, where is the stadium going to be, and why is Mesa del Sol the front runner for that? Um, so yeah, to find out that number one is doesn't sound like it's going to be Mesa del Sol because when we had we had a few issues with Mesa del Sol, despite it being what we thought was the front runner, especially with the Mesa del Sol development group and the, and the video they put out. Mm-hmm. you know with the with the renderings but i mean i i honestly never even thought about this area like i <laughs> obviously i knew it there it was it, you obviously, obviously we know it's there because we're familiar with balloon fiesta and the area and all the different events that go on out there i mean obviously the brewers and distillers cup is coming up which the club uh has some ties to as well um but i mean really i, I the question i have is if you look looking at this map here over by a lagoon siesta you know um you can't go you really can't go west of the river so it's really got to be somewhere i would think in this area here that's the what problem, i think 
the problem is that is all res. That's Pueblo. Yeah. That's my question. So that's so because I was looking at it too. I have, uh, if you're a hunter out there, you know, of Onyx maps. And what's, what's cool about Onyx is it has who owns what property basically everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was on that looking at it. And there's not a lot of land there that unless they're either, it's, there's two, two spots. There's, there's going north into the Pueblo. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple spots south that it could be if they're buying the land from the city of Albuquerque. Yeah. That was my big question is with this land purchase, who are they, who are they dealing with? Is it the city? Is it the Pueblo? Um, I mean, is there some sort of, if it is, if they are dealing with the Pueblo, is there some sort of naming rights? that's going to go on with the Pueblo. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different questions here. And if you think too, I mean, it's really not a bad area because they already know how to deal with, with traffic and things yeah. in that area because of all the different events at balloon fiesta park, including the international balloon fiesta. And then of course you've got the rail runner, at, you know, stop right there at the, at the Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Alameda, you've got balloon fiesta parkway, you've got uh, tramway, you've got a number of ingress and egress points, which was, which is one of the issues that we had with Mesa del Sol. Um, so, I mean, realistically, it's not a bad area. Um, but yeah, there, there's still a lot of questions there. And obviously we're going to get answers as soon as we can from Pete and the club. But if you're in the chat watching tonight, if you were, whether you're at black and yellow bash or you're watching here with us tonight, what are your thoughts on this location? Especially if you're familiar with the Albuquerque area, uh, I would love to hear what you guys think about a stadium going up here. Now, I mean, obviously there's a lot of room on the East side of 40 here as well between San Pedro and Louisiana. So, I mean, that's a possibility as well. Cause you, again, you have the, the ingress and egress, you know, over by, Oh, could you imagine me right down the road with like tin can alley and all that stuff off of Paseo and mm-hmm. Alameda? Like that might not be a bad spot there too. You know? Yeah. Which, which I think this is kind of the brilliant of this Pete leak is, uh, he didn't say exactly where it was going to be. He just said near, uh, Lagoon Siesta. And so, speculation will run wild for the next 30 days or however long mm-hmm. until he, uh, they actually uh, uh, put it out there. So, I mean, the possibilities are, are still abundant, uh, not endless like they were when we were looking at the whole city, but uh, um, still abundant for sure. And, and uh, the fact that we're going to find out like details, details sometime in the next 30 days, hopefully uh, is huge and exciting. And I, I frankly cannot wait. Yeah, no, exactly. It, yeah, I just I've been looking at this map a lot. I've been looking at it a lot already. I'm gonna look at it some more, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I really feel like there's there's only a few spots here on, on in this area that it could go. So, yeah. uh, Tom in the chat currently live in Bernalillo, so I'm stoked it's gonna be so close. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially if you're someone that's coming down from Bernalillo, Santa Fe area. I mean, that's obviously gonna be a, a significantly better drive than going to Mesa del Sol, and really, I mean. I mean, really, no matter where you're at in and around the metro, that's not a bad drive. Especially if it's close to the freeway. I mean, and it's, it's, most matches on Saturday, Sunday, like you're not going to hit that that Friday, true, yeah. that Friday night, Wednesday night nonsense, which mostly is coming you know, back into town anyway. Right. So, I yeah, know, no, I, I think it's great. And like I said, I don't really care as far as distance wise. It's, you know, um, I'm coming from a long way anyways. So, few more minutes or a few less minutes one way or another doesn't isn't going to really do anything for me but uh it is huge if uh i i could definitely see it being on on the res 
mm-hmm. uh, on Sandia Pueblo uh, with Sandia being a, a pretty good sponsor anyways, you know, having watch parties there last year. And, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot of room up here too. Yeah. I think for 2020, I think it was, they did the, the schedule release up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a schedule release party up there. So yeah, they, they've done a lot with Sandia and I think, uh, wouldn't be surprised if it ends up going in up there near there, near balloon fiesta where they could still utilize some, some of balloon fiestas parking and, and, and some entrance and exits, like you said. And so no, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's exciting. Um, I would have been happy if they just said it was in China, uh, maybe not China, but somewhere where I could drive to. Um, so this is, is awesome. I can't wait. I know David had uh, uh, probably a couple of heart attacks uh, throughout that night, but at the end of the day, uh, it's over with. It's done. It can't be changed. The info's out there, so we had to talk about it, and uh, we get to be excited about it and wait for the official announcement whenever that comes and uh, go from there. So, yeah. I did, Dave, how- David, if you're listening, we are more than welcome to be a sounding board for you if you need to you know, <laughs> yeah. vent you and vent. let some things out. Yeah, you know, we're, we're happy to listen. We're happy to have you on. Of course, you know, anytime. So uh, how, just let us know. We'll, we'll be, we'll gladly, you know, listen. How long do you think between them coming out with the announcement uh, and groundbreaking and then how long from groundbreak to finished product? Gosh, that's the question. So if we're coming out thir- within 30 days with a location, I mean, you've got to think that they're shooting for 2025 opening. Because mm-hmm. I don't see, I mean, I, I know 2024 is still a very long way away. But with with what we know about Peter and yeah. the club and his vision for this stadium, it is not going to be a pop up. No, there no. there will never be a pop up. So it will be we are in Isotopes Park until this thing is done. And there's there's I don't think there's a chance in hell that it's going to be done by next year. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, so I think you know we get the announcement in the next thirty days. From that point on. I think we got about 30 days to 30 to 60 days till groundbreak center groundbreak happens. And then once groundbreaking happens, I think, like you said, that 2025 season. Uh, so March ish of 2025 uh, is, is when they're going to come out with, with going to, going to open it up, I think is what my best guess is. And, uh, and that's huge. I mean, that's, that's massive. Do you think any of the renderings that we've seen to this point are going to be used or do you think they're Okay. No, I, I think it's it's going to be – they might use a couple pieces of it from here or there, mm-hmm. uh, but I think at the end of the day, it is going to be uh, something something brand new as a whole. Uh, there's You know there's going to be some things in there that nobody else is doing. Um, you know there's going to be some stuff in there that, that plenty of places do right now, um, but it's stuff that works and people love. So, you know, we might see the – you know, the – at the 3252 with LAFC, I know you're not a fan, but um, their whole supporter section have seats and benches that go up and down. Mm-hmm. And so for concerts, they put them down. For games, they're pinned up and mm-hmm. it's just standing room only there. So there's no benches to get in your way. So everybody has enough room to walk, move around and jump around and do all their stuff without hitting anything. And so I could see stuff like that, maybe not that exact thing, but but little things like that from new some of these newer stadiums uh, put in there, and 
But as far as the renderings that we've seen, like, I don't think we're going to see a giant robot um, uh, or anything like that. But uh, you mean we won't get the giant dev statue outside? Oh, we might get a dev statue. Uh, I could see dread. I could see a, a dreaded head, a dreadheaded statue uh, outside one of the openings for sure. Um, but I, yeah, you know, of the renderings, I want to see the overhang. Those overhangs that they had in that one rendering. Yeah. I, I, I really want to see those. I think that'd be a great addition, particularly, you know, to keep to help the supporters in the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think we'll see some, we'll see some cool stuff. I mean, if, if we've learned anything from the last four seasons is that Peter does not like to do things half-assed. Um, and so with Peter and the crew there, you know, got Ron and Clint and, and everybody else that works their butt off in that back office uh, or in the front office there. And, and, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome. You know, it's going to be spectacular. I, the, the announcement in 30 days will probably be spectacular. There'll probably mm-hmm. be a video or something that goes along with it. There'll be renderings. There might even be like a virtual tour already. Uh, if they've already gone that far, maybe that's why it's taken so long. Cause they already have everything planned and everything. I don't, I don't think announcement. I don't think the announcement is going to simply be a map with a dot on it saying, Hey, we're going to build a stadium right there. That's not, that's not the way we do announcements here. It's going to uh, be one of those Google map zoom in things where it shows Peter with a big sign. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly and so uh, there's, and then there's going to be a video that goes along with it and, and some killer music. And I mean, it's, it's going to be a thing for sure. And, and, uh, and I don't know. Better, better idea. Sorry. I just thought of it. It's going to be one of the uh, Kevon Freighter moonshots finally coming down to land. No, no, no. That was Romario Williams. <laughs> Kev had some too. Kev yeah. did have some. <laughs> Romario's, look, after Romario and, and Seymour's beef on Twitter, I'm fully against Romario now. Uh, <laughs> so his moonshots, I mean, they're still in orbit. Um, and, and it's going to land right where we're going to build a stadium finally. And then we can thank him for something finally and say, hey, thanks. Uh, thanks gonna, for- it, his ball landing to be the groundbreaker. Yeah, he's going to make a little crater. <laughs> yeah. Because it was it was in orbit for so long that it just turned into a meteor. Yeah. And it just came down, landed. I mean, it, it's... It, listen, United, if you end up stealing that idea, <laughs> I want something in return. It can be as simple as another jersey. I don't care. I just want, want a little bit of credit for my intellect there. <laughs> that a meteor hits where we're going to land uh, <laughs> or where we're going to build. But no, I it's, it's great. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, we've, we've covered pretty much all of the good news. Uh, yeah. That was, I, I was just about to say like, you know, it's a lot of good news from over the weekend. And then let's yesterday, let's the, bring everybody down a notch. Yesterday, the other shoe dropped. Yeah, um, everybody's flying too high to the sun and we got burned a little bit. Yeah, the news went public. We got it moments before everyone else did. Uh, the Mexico United announced that Christian Nava uh, are going is going to miss the 2023 season due to a torn ACL suffered in training uh, late last week is what we're assuming. Um, so, yeah, it's... He, uh, he was not at the Black and Yellow Bash. Mm-hmm. Um, him, Miles Merritt, and Andres Robles were the only ones that were not there. Uh, and we were all... I think the fans were very confused why uh, the golden boy uh, Christian Nava was not there. And then, then this breaks and now it makes sense as to why uh, he was not there. And, and I, my, my heart just breaks for him. Um, but he's young 
Uh, he's a scrapper. He's, I mean, he's from Albuquerque high from, from Albuquerque his whole life. We know that he he'll fight and he'll get back in this and, and we'll see him on the pitch again. Just, it's just not going to be in 2023. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, coach Steve Famoletta from the New Mexico runners over in the chat coach. We appreciate you popping in. We're, we're doing well, man. Hopefully, uh, you're doing well uh, as well. I know it's been a tough season for you guys, so glad to see you. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get you on here pretty soon. Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, just just terrible news for for Christian. Uh, he's a kid that you know, obviously, your first New Mexico United uh, Academy product to to graduate, sign a first team contract, and really looked tremendous at times uh, last season for the Black and Yellow and. Like, yeah, it's just a terrible blow. I mean, obviously, we dealt with this, you know, two years ago with Armando Moreno, uh, who made his return last year. So, you know, he's got someone there who's been through it and can help him, you know, get through uh, the emotional aspect of it, the physical aspect of it. And obviously, you know, Armando's return uh, shows that, you know, these guys have got the the support there behind them. Um, But, yeah, just terrible blow for Christian, you know, just weeks after signing an extension through 2024. Um, and he's someone that we were pretty high on this year. And I know you had an interaction with uh, John Morrissey recently about uh, why wasn't Christian Dava <laughs> included in one of his uh, tweets or, you know, players yeah. to watch. Well, um, I, I, I understood why he wasn't, but I think, I think uh, there's a chance that the next time they do that, well, I thought that there was a chance the next time they do that Nava and, and Alex Wagner were both on there, but um, it, it's tough for him. Uh, I, I think he'll bounce back. What, what do you think it means for the team? Uh, How big of a loss is this really uh, to our, our playoff chances to, to just how you look at the season as a whole? I think given the current roster makeup, you know, including Milo, um, I, I feel like there's a, there's a few goals lost there. Um, and I certainly think it means that we're going to be looking for someone else to, to bring in um you know to help kind of fill that role because i mean nava's and he's an engine you know he's a guy that can get forward he's creative he's just absolutely tenacious on and off the ball and you can see it in some of the stuff that some of the highlights from last year some of the highlights that john morrissey put out on twitter uh nava with the ball in his feet is just unbelievably dynamic um do i think it changes like do i think it changes where we finish no um, but I do think there, there, there are a handful of goals lost there. I think there's, you know, a loss of some creativity when he's on the pitch. Um, and just a, a loss of, uh, of youth to an extent, you know? So, uh, coach Steve been there, done that he's young, still has a long career ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, we certainly, Agreed. we're certainly hoping so, you know, uh, ACL tears are not uncommon in sports these days. And I, I think the, the procedures to, repair those and then the rehab process has just improved tremendously over the past you know several years you go back looking at guys like adrian peterson and then joseph martinez and amando moreno and you know just to name a few guys who've undergone acl reconstructive surgery over the past several years and they've all come back um you know and show that they can still get out there and, and scrap with other guys you know i mean after AP had his, he came back and was, he was the leading rusher the next year in the NFL. Uh, so yeah, a lot of things there. And obviously, you know, there's still a lot of time for Christian to, to still have a, a long career as, as coach Steve said. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of in the similar boat. I don't think we, I don't think it hurts us, uh, 
as far as the standings or, or wins and losses too much. Uh, we will lose some creativity. It's early enough in the season, though, that I think we can, um, you know, work around it. I don't know if we necessarily bring anybody in uh, right away. I think mm-hmm. we wait in a little bit and see kind of what happens. But at the end of the day, I think uh, it it's a it's a tough one. But I, I still still have us doing fairly well, and and we finally get to see that. Uh, see us back on the pitch again this weekend you know we didn't have Weehan, uh so nava started in in that 10 role to an extent uh last the last match against miami and uh so we've got Weehan to step in there and and see where that takes us but do you think this opens up more opportunities for miles Merritt? it could um i, I still still am curious to see what route he takes if he's going to actually uh be a part of the the plan this season at all, or if he's going to go to college or something like that. Uh, but it, it might open the door there for a younger player to step in. I think with the guys that we've announced like Sosa and, and, uh, and Milo to an extent and, and some of the others, maybe it leaves the door open for them a little bit to see what they can do. But injuries happen. We know they happen. Uh, it, sucks that it was nava you know we all love nava we all want him to succeed and and do well and and uh this isn't this isn't the end by any means he he'll he'll definitely have uh a say in next year and and possibly the years after that just depending on what happens so but yeah i don't it sucks it's it's uh definitely a downer topic from the the black and yellow bash that was mostly uh all fun and games and and a good time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you know, injuries happen and the, the club just, you know, I don't want to say the club just has to move on, but I mean, the season doesn't stop, you know, training doesn't stop. The, the, the schedule doesn't stop. And United does return to the pitch on Saturday night against Oakland roots SC in Oakland. That's an eight o'clock mountain kickoff for us. Um, Oakland already has two matches under their belt compared to R1. They're coming off of a draw with RGV. That was 1-1, one, one, a final. They're there. coming off of a postponed match because their pitch yeah. uh, is shit again. Just, I mean, it just it never fails. Oakland's first home game, it just gets postponed. That's the way it's been. I think all three seasons they've been in the league. Yeah, no, yeah. I am certainly didn't want to, you know, downplay that. But yeah, I was looking more at, you know, the uh I, don't know. The, the play on the pitch. And so I, I have, from what I've seen of them so far, I haven't been terribly impressed. Uh, obviously, they you know they brought in some some guys in the off season. I felt like they didn't have a terrible off season in terms of signings and who they brought in, but I just don't know about this team. Uh, they seem to have a number of issues um, from a logistical standpoint. Yeah, and so I know that that does you know have a, an adverse that can have an adverse effect on the play on the pitch. When and I how think, the players react. I think we've noticed that the last two years they've they've made the playoffs both years, mm-hmm. but they've been a team that the first two years of their existence have started slow and then slowly picked up pace as the season has gone on. And, and you can definitely look at the logistical things of the pitch and where they're going to play and what they're going to play on as far as the type of surface and everything and, and see that as an issue. So, 
Uh, the fact that this year they've started off a little slow, they have a problem with their home pitch. Uh, it just seems like business as usual. So I fully expect them to sneak into this, the, to the last playoff spot and, and upset somebody in round one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause that's what they, that's what they've typically done. So, but yeah, I, I'm not, not worried about them too much. We'll, doesn't mean we're going to go in and get three points. You know, we've only seen one match from United. It wasn't the prettiest offensive match by any means whatsoever. It was a solid defensive outing. And that that's kind of what I think I expect from this one. I think a, a solid defensive outing with, with a goal. Um, maybe we get a second one as they're chasing a goal late or something like that. But uh, I'm not expecting us to go in there and blow their doors off, but I'm also not expecting to get our doors blown off. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really it's, it's so early in the season. Like it's such a small sample size of what's been done by both, by, by both clubs. So, I mean, yeah, it's really hard to say, you know, what exactly is going to happen. I, yeah. I don't, it's like you said, uh, Oakland does come on stronger later in the season. And so, you know, I do kind of expect something similar from them this year. Um, I don't think it takes them nearly as long to get going, but I just, you know, I look at, I look at the schedule. I look who we've got, look who they've got. And, you know, it's, um, I feel like this is one that we should at least go out and take a point off of. For sure. Um, And and honestly, based off that Miami match, if you're just looking at it and what Oakland's done already, um, we, we should at the very least be able to hold them to a zero and get a clean sheet. I think Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a matter of if that offense of ours can, can end up finding the back of the net. And I think if we hands back and we have, you know, Santi and Amando and Hurst and Harry or Bruce, you know, in there to give us a little bit of diversity, uh, I think that offense can do something and we can end up getting out of there with, with three points and a win. But if we come out of there with, with a, anything less than a draw, uh, it'll be slightly disappointing. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all, especially with how our defense performed in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, I should say game one, I, uh, you know. Because um, de- defensively, the uh, the effort was was uh, was really good. And I felt like, you know, th- if that defense can continue to play as it did in that first match, you know, we're going to have a really good season at the back. Um, so, yeah, against the Oakland side that, um, that I, I don't have a lot of faith in, I feel like yeah, this yeah. I, I feel like we have a really good shot, you know, on Saturday evening. So, looking forward to that. Looking to see what happens out there. Like you said, you know, getting guys like Bees and Brucey and, and them involved, I think, opens up a lot of different avenues for us uh, in the final third. Hmm. And I think it gives opportunities for for guys like uh, Hurst to get to get inside the area, get the ball at their feet, and take a few shots. You know, so um, yeah. I mean, we, we could shout out any number of any number of guys and say, Hey, you know, look at this guy, look at that guy, look at what's going to, what they're going to bring. Um, but I think realistically, it's just a matter of getting out there again, putting on a, a putting on a um, consistent performance open to close. And I think if we do that, you know, it, it's going to be a, a fun night for United supporters. The one thing about them, though, is is they are scrappy. Mm-hmm. That, that Oakland team like defines itself on its scrappiness, and so it, it is one of those teams and one of those matches that we could find ourselves up a goal late, find ourselves up a goal late, 
and then end up, you know, giving up a late one and, and walking out of there with a draw. But at the end of the day, I think going into it, we should feel pretty confident that we're going to get three points. And, uh, and I think we've got a, a good chance to do that. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two, nothing. Uh, we're going to walk out of there with, with three points and two goals. Two. No. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can get behind that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I know we don't like, you know, you typically don't like to duplicate scores, but I mean, I think that sounds about right. Um, I don't see, again, our, our defense was sound. They've looked pretty good all, all preseason. Um, and Alex has looked good, again, small sample size. So, yeah, I think it's a, uh, yeah. I, again, a good, really good chance to pick up three points. I think two nil is a good score line. Can't really argue with it in any way. Uh, again, you watch for guys like bees and, uh, and Brucey to get involved uh, and try to force the ball into the middle for, for Hurst. So um, yeah. So again, eight o'clock Saturday night, United taking on Oakland roots SC. And then of course on Tuesday, United has the, uh, we don't, cause we don't want to forget, forget about this. Takes on uh, UDA at NMSU at Rio Rancho High School in the second round of the U.S. Open Cup. You rebuted, by the way. <laughs> uh, UDA obviously beat uh, Park City Park SC uh, in the first round last weekend down at NMSU, which was broadcast live on the NMSU uh, uh, on AggieVision on YouTube. So with Duke Keith, of all people, on the call. Duke and Heidi, like, um, what are your thoughts on the open cup? Do you think UDA stands a chance against New Mexico United? Uh, if we take it serious, no. Uh, if we go in there overconfident and, uh, and, and especially like, like I could see us getting like a three, nothing win at Oakland and coming in there, like our shit don't stink. Uh, and then kind of getting punched in the mouth and not knowing what to do. But, um, at the end of the day, I think, especially if we, you know, just scrape by Oakland, then or or heaven forbid, lose to Oakland, then I would hate to be, uh, um, I would hate to be UDA if that's the case, because we could come in and be, be very upset and and kind of lay it to them. I mean, we beat uh, Las Vegas Legends last year five one, I think, uh, mm-hmm. and it was never really close. So, I, I think. It, you know, we, we've talked about USL teams getting upset in the past in the Open Cup, but that's always been to like, you know, League One or uh, another USL club side or, or something like that. Very rarely do you see, um, other than like the, who is it that one year? Florida Soldiers? Florida, Florida Soccer Soldiers, yeah. yeah. David, evening. Hey, David. Uh, glad you hopped on this late. You missed all the talk about events that might have given you uh, flashbacks. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. <clears throat> but yeah, I, th- I think we, I think we wiped the floor with them, uh, for the most part. Hopefully I don't have to eat my words next week. Uh, we probably should. What time is that game at? Uh, that's a very quick question. I think it's seven o'clock at Rear Rancho high school. So we'll be hopping on right about the time that ends. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're done with it, David. We're done with it. You're fine. Yeah. We won't mention Lagoon Siesta Luck. Yeah, we won't we won't mention that at all. Um, but uh, or any yeah. more unannounced signings. So yeah, but I, I think I think we'll we'll be able to be a hopping on there talking about hopefully two wins in two different competitions next Tuesday. Uh, well, David, while you're in the chat, um, 
I was actually planning on heading up to Rio Rancho for that game. Uh, okay, so we won't be hopping on at nine yeah. o'clock, apparently. So we might not be hopping on at nine o'clock. We, uh, that's at least that's my idea. TBD. Anyway. TBD. Yeah, TBD Tuesday night. What I might try to do is if they have someplace uh, I can like plug in, I might try to do a live broadcast from up there and, uh, you know, kind of do like a our own little uh, watch along, you know, play call, whatever, call your commentary. And uh, we'll see because this match is not televised. Thank you, USSF. Bleacher Report. It is what it is, dude. Just like, it's just like I'm sorry, but like USSF and Bleacher Report have like really screwed over the Open Cup this year. Like the, the deal with ESPN Plus was so good, and had every single match on there to now select matches from each. Oh, we have a sol- oh. There's a solution. Okay, David, please share. I, he probably won't. <laughs> off the top of the head, but <laughs> I, I do believe that we're going to be able to watch that from home. Uh, I'm nice. be able to watch that game. Nice. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to that, David. Yeah, that'd be great. Because yeah, I actually uh, actually texted David about this the other day um, about possibly doing something up there. And so I was I was talking about it with someone else. I was like, well, I can throw up like my 5G hotspot and try to broadcast live, but you know, yeah. Um, but if the club has a solution, we're, we are all ears, man. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. It would be. Yeah, because yeah, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, but they will have a stream. You heard it here first. Breaking news. First. <laughs> you will have a stream. There uh, you go. U.S. Open Cup match at Rio Rancho High School will be streamed next Somehow, Tuesday. some way, we will yeah. find out officially tomorrow. Awesome. Details tomorrow, but that is awesome news. Thank uh, you, David. Uh, appreciate you, David. I uh, just keep giving us uh, between you and Pete, man. We just get, we're just getting all this stuff. <laughs> you said you were done talking about that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's great news. It really is. You know, it, it was great to see the uh, UDA Park City match get broadcast last week, uh, despite it being called by Duke Keith and uh, and Heidi. Uh, you, you appreciate it because you know, we get an all New Mexico second round cup match. It's not bad. Okay, uh, I don't. I, I will fight. say that's the least homerish I've ever heard Duke Keith. Well, yeah, because he didn't have a dog in the fight like he does for El Paso. That is true. That that's very true. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, excited to hear that news. Great news, and I just, I'm just really disappointed in USSF. I mean, I'm glad the club has has a solution for this. I'm that's really exciting to see. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I can't. I'm, I just, I don't understand the logic behind not uh not broadcasting every match yeah i don't know we'll see yeah i saw david i thought you were down there i saw there were a number of folks that had gone down um don't get me wrong duke duke is good on the mic he's just such a homer like he really is especially when he's calling el paso i I, yeah i can't watch him call el paso games and what and and also one of the things that bothers me the most is that like he can't pronounce justin portillo's last name I'm like, dude, you you work in El Paso. You call El Paso matches. How can you not pronounce Portillo? Like, I'm sorry, but anyways, moving on. <sighs> speaking, of, speaking of El Paso, though, um, and we're almost uh, running a little little short on time. But uh, you know, we haven't had a whole lot to talk about United wise. You know, we've had the one match. Uh, meanwhile, you've got clubs that I mean, El Paso's played four matches. Um, a bunch of other teams have played three. 
Uh, there's a couple that have only have two, but even with only having one match played, uh, we're still ki- currently sitting at sixth in the West somehow. Um, with three matches on in hand against El Paso. Yeah, yeah. three <laughs> matches in hand. We're still ahead of them. Uh, two matches in hand, and we're behind. Um, you know, I look at the teams ahead of us. I'm not super surprised by any of them. Caro Springs, Monterey Bay, San Diego Loyal, Sacramento Republic, and San Antonio uh, going from fifth to first there. Uh, below us, you got RGV. Well, I guess tied with us, you have RGV and El Paso. And then sitting below us, you got uh, Lights in Orange County. And then bringing up the bottom, uh, Oakland and Phoenix. Uh, Granite, Phoenix and Oakland both have only played two matches, but uh, they've yet to win a match. So they are down there towards the bottom. In the West specifically, is there any surprise there? Is there any disappointment there? Is there anybody that you would take out of your playoff spots from the prediction match or prediction episode that we did a couple weeks ago? Uh, or are you still sticking with your guns? At this point, I'm not changing anything on in, in the West. Uh, I mean, Phoenix is about where I thought they'd be. El Paso. I mean, they did not quite as bad of a start as they had last season. But, I mean, three straight losses to open the year it really puts them behind the eight ball early on. Um, I don't think they make – I'm leaning towards not putting them in the playoffs. I had, them, I had them 12th, so yeah. I'm not changing anything there. Yeah, I, I can't remember if I had them out or not, but I just – they haven't looked good. They really haven't. And the, the win over Louisville, somewhat surprising. Louisville you know, was missing a few players due to you know, international duty and some other things. Uh, rising has not looked good. Uh, I cannot, I, I don't see anything to be excited about if I'm a rising support at this point. Oakland, can we talk about Oakland? They're probably going to, you know, come on late as we've seen. Uh, Orange County, I'm not terribly surprised. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really nothing that sticks out as, you know, being like a surprise at this point. I think, I think the only thing I would change on mine is I had Phoenix fifth mm-hmm. and I had Colorado Springs ninth. And I think I might flip-flop them uh, to an extent. I think Colorado Springs has looked way better than I initially thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoenix has looked looked pretty bad uh, through just two matches. So, But other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot to really going on there. I think uh, San Antonio's come out. The fact that they drew at Loudoun, a um, little surprising, but Loudoun has been pretty feisty so far. Um San Diego and Sacramento, both teams that we had, you know, in that top four along with us and San Antonio have looked to the part. Um, Sacramento, I believe, got a win over uh, San Diego uh, last week, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, those two teams are, are right there. Monterey Bay, uh, a, a team that I had, I think, seventh in the playoffs uh, in, in the, before the season started could be a little bit better, or a little bit worse. I don't know. I think I had him sixth actually. Um, so yeah. So, so far it's, it's played out pretty much how we expected. I'm not uh, going to freak out too much. San Antonio looks a little more vulnerable than, than we might've thought to begin with mainly because their bench has been uh, non-existent with some injuries and stuff like that. I think they only had four, players yeah yeah, it was 15 or 16 guys total yeah i think it was i think it was only 15 and three of them were academy kids that were there uh just to get a bench so um but they 
if, if they start to get healthy, they're going to get through that. And they are still first in the West, uh, sitting on seven points with two wins and a draw. So, um, they're probably pretty happy with how they've, um, come away with stuff there at the end of the day. I think it's, it's, it's been a pretty, pretty chalk season in the East. The West is a little different. Um, the West has, or the East has a, has a few teams that have looked better or worse than we thought Tampa Bay, uh, and Memphis, uh, two of the teams that, you know, we thought might look a little bit better going into the season mm-hmm. have not looked good at all. Uh, Charleston looks pretty good uh, as a little bit of a surprise. Pittsburgh does what Pittsburgh does. And they're, they're still, they're still Pittsburgh. I mean, Bob Lilly still has them uh, in the playoff spot. I'd, I know it's early, but they've, they've looked solid, if not great. Um, lately. In fact, they played tonight uh, to a nil, nil draw with uh, the fighting Tete's um, FC Tulsa. And so, you know, they, they just look solid. Their defense is always going to be def- good. So they're there, you know, everybody else is kind of fighting there. We got Birmingham and loose city sitting at the top. Doesn't really surprise me. I think Memphis, Memphis and Tampa are probably the two biggest surprises in the USL championship this season so far in a bad way. Um, and probably Loudon, although they're, you know, they're sitting seventh. It's not like they're setting the world on fire. They're probably one of the bigger surprises in a, in a positive way. So, um, Rashid, by the way, got 45 minutes tonight. Subbed nice. on at halftime. Nice. Um, so, David, if you're in the chat, just we wanted to clarify something. So, uh, if you can, Rashid's uh, agency put out a tweet that said that he left on a transfer to FC Tulsa. Um, can you clarify whether or not that was a free transfer or if there was a, an actual transfer? Because I thought he was, I, I thought that was a free trans, a, a free move for him. Yeah. If yeah, you can I, clarify that. Yeah. Um, and that was. I would assume that the agency knows what they're talking about, but at the same time it's USL. So <laughs> David says no idea. Okay. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I do miss him. Uh, I do actually find myself pulling for FC Tulsa now. Um, actually I, I take the back. I've, I've kind of pulled for him since the rebrand with the gold and black and, and the bird logo and, and stuff like that. So, but now that Ted is there, I definitely have even more of a reason to pull for him over there in the East. And uh, I want the best for him. I, I love that guy. In fact, uh, there's a gentleman I don't know his name, uh, but I remember he had a he had a Tete jersey in year one, uh, and we were standing next to him uh, at the Black and Yellow Bash. And I leaned over. Uh, he was done leaking everything, and and uh, I said, "Hey, I know you had a, a Tete jersey in year one. How are you holding up?" And he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm okay. It it does suck, but." Uh, because he, he said basically everybody that he has except for Nava uh, has left. He said he had an Akamatsu jersey from year one. Um, Rob Arlo. There we go. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's uh, um, he, he was definitely a favorite amongst a lot of people. And, and it does suck to see him go. I'm glad he's still in the league, though. We still get to watch him. We still get to root for him because he's not at Phoenix, uh, Santi. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy that... Uh, that we still get to do that and and hopefully he has a good year. Yeah, I definitely wish I still we said it again a couple weeks ago, you know, wish all the best for for Rashid. He was a tremendously nice guy, uh fan favorite here. And uh yeah, I mean it looks like he's doing he's got uh four he's made four appearances for FC Tulsa so far this season, two hundred nine minutes, one start on the year. So uh hopefully the season continues to go well for Rashid 
except for when we play against Tulsa. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's really all that I had for tonight. I don't know if you had anything else, but no, no, that's it. Um, even though we didn't have a match, uh, a lot happened and you know, we hadn't like, like you mentioned at the top of the pod, we had coach on last week. Um, a lot of good things came out of that. We had, uh, the black and yellow bash, which I was fortunate enough to attend. Um, got the kit release, got, uh, the Pete leaks and, uh, the, I, Milo wasn't even a Pete leak. It was, I don't even know what happened there, but, uh, you got to, to learn about that. Um, and then we get to gear up for, you know, Oakland on Saturday, uh, open cup on Tuesday and then Monterey Bay the following Saturday. Uh, so we're, we're gearing up. We're going to have a, a good run here. A lot of matches coming at us. Uh, we did learn if you're just now joining us, David did say that they will have a stream for that match coming up on Tuesday in the open cup. Uh, and there'll be official details out of, about it tomorrow. And uh, we, th- we thank David for letting us know that a little bit ahead of time. That's pretty nice of him. And uh, other than that, I don't have anything else. Thanks David and, and Robert and, and Tom over in the chat. Uh, Coach Steve. Steve. Uh, coming on we, we need to work on getting you on the podcast steve to talk about uh your season and and what went wrong what went right what we can learn from it and everything like that and and so we don't know next tuesday exactly what's going to happen maybe if they since they're going to have a stream maybe seth doesn't go maybe he just watches it and we go at nine who knows we'll figure it out uh we'll we'll bring you something tuesday night maybe even if we can get this set up and and Earl's available. Maybe me and Earl can hop on right after it goes live or goes final. If Seth does end up going out, maybe we can have him call in. He can do it from his phone. He can believe the, be the Blair Witch uh, project like I was last week. Um, but we'll we'll figure something out. We'll get that on social media so you guys know as soon as we do get it figured out. Uh, but until next Tuesday or, or Wednesday, whenever we decide to record, whenever we can get it up, uh, somos unidos, and we'll talk to you guys later. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.